Today on New Season. As it pertains to your past, it is time to tell the world, it is time to tell every devil, demon, legion, principality, and power of darkness, and even yourself, that you don't live there anymore. Raise your right hand, repeat after me. I don't live in failure anymore. I don't live in sin anymore. I don't live in condemnation anymore. I don't live in shame anymore. I don't live there anymore. And now, here is today's word with Pastor Sam Rodriguez. Open up your Bibles quickly to John chapter 5. John chapter 5. We're going to land on this. John chapter 5. Someone asked, well, well, Pastor Sam, are you going to slow down this year? Probably not. Can you speak at a, at a slower pace? Good luck with that. All right, John, John chapter 5, verse 1. Tell you what the, what the Spirit of God placed in my heart for you today. Here we go. And we're going to include the disputed verses that do not necessarily divide, to define the entire context of John chapter 5. There's a couple of verses in dispute historically, but they are not germane to the heart of the message. John chapter 5 verse 1. Afterward, Jesus returned to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish holy days. Inside the city, near the sheep gate, was the pool of Bethesda with five covered porches. Crowds of sick people, lie blind, lame, or paralyzed, lay on the porch waiting for a certain movement of the water. For an angel of the Lord came from time to time to stir up the water, and the first person to step in after the water would be stirred would be healed of whatever disease he or she carried. Verse 5, one of the men lying there had been sick for 38 years. When Jesus saw him and knew he had been ill for a long time, he asked, Would you like to get well? I can't, sir, the sick man said. I can't. I can't, for I have no one to put me into the pool when the water bubbles up. Someone else gets there ahead of me. Jesus told him, stand up, pick up your mat, start walking. Instantly, the man was healed. He rolled up his sleeping mat. Go ahead, lay that out for me, George, and take a nap. He rolled up his sleeping mat and began walking. But here comes the clincher. But this miracle, and in the Greek, in every version, regardless of your reading, King James, NIV, NLT, that conjunction appears right there. But this miracle happened on the Sabbath. But it happened on the Sabbath. So I want to title our time together here, Lighting the Fire of Faith, But It Happened on the Sabbath, When God Makes It Happen When It's Not Supposed to Happen. When God makes it happen, when it's not supposed to happen, touch your neighbor to one you like and tell him, <laughs> tell him when God makes it happen, when it's not supposed to happen. Tell your other neighbor, the one that you tolerate, tell him, when God makes it happen, when it's not supposed to happen. When it's not supposed to happen. And it's, and it's going to happen, even when it's not supposed to happen. The story is so compelling. Hey, take a nap, for real. Like, chill. I'm serious. Like, just relax. I'll call you when I need you. You'll be fine. Just, can I get you anything? Good. The story. We have the pool of Bethesda. We have the paralyzed, the lame, and the broken sick folk 
On occasion, heaven's construct, heaven would come down, move the waters, and whoever would experience the moving of the waters first would receive their corresponding miracle or breakthrough. We have a man that for 38 years stood paralyzed. We know the, the, the illness, if you do your due diligence, would be paralysis. He couldn't move. He explains it. Now, he missed his turn. He explicitly reveals that every single time the waters would be moved and he thought it was his turn, someone else would get there ahead of him. He would always miss his turn. In the seventh verse, he explicitly reveals why. I have no one to put me into the pool when the waters bubble up. Someone else gets there ahead of me. He missed his turn every single time. Imagine being so close and yet so far. He missed his turn. Why did he miss his turn? He depended on others for his breakthrough. He depended on others for his healing. He depended on others for his miracle. It's an issue of dependency. The reason why many people miss their turn is because they have a problem with dependency. When you depend on others more than you depend on God, you will never see the fullness of what God has for you. When you depend on others more than you depend on God, perpetual paralysis will define you. The reason things are not happening, things are not moving, is because there's an issue with dependency. It is a matter of dependency. One more time, we call this holy harassment. Touch your neighbor, tell him, it's a matter of dependency. Tell your other neighbor, the one that's not even cracking a smile yet, tell him, it's a matter of dependency. But it's truth. We have depended on others to make us happy. We depend on others to make us complete. We depend on others for our breakthroughs. We depend on government, media, and culture to teach our children what is right and what is wrong. We depend on others, even in this is no, I understand government has a role, but when we depend on government to define our economic viability, when we depend on Uncle Sam to define my financial reality, there is a biblical misalignment because we should be depending on God and on the giftings of God and on the calling of God and on the ideas of God more than in Uncle Sam. So it's an issue of dependency. We depend. Are there any questions? Great. And this issue of dependency permeates every viable conversation we are currently having. It is. And sometimes because of that dependency, we sacrifice truth. And sometimes because of that dependency, we refuse to advocate righteousness and biblical holiness because we may lose the very dependency that we have depended on. It's time for a shift. I don't care if I get in trouble. I've reached a part this year where I've decided I'll give a holy hoot who likes me, who doesn't like me, who follows me, who doesn't follow me. You have to come to the place where you just don't care anymore what people say about you, think about you, post about you, write about you. All I care is when I wake up in the morning, goodness and mercy are following me all the days of my life. And there are blessings that are following me to over take me it's a matter of dependency matter of fact look at your neighbor and tell him it's time for a shift tell your other neighbor tell him it's time for a shift 
I'm going to speak prophetically now because your destiny is not in someone else's hand. Your future is not in someone else's hand. Your family is not in someone else's hand. From Maybe prophesy to you. From this moment on, your faith, your future, your family, and your finances are in the hands of the one who said in John 10, 28, nothing will be able to snatch them away from my hand. It's time to live out Psalm 62, verse 5. I depend on God alone. Raise your right hand. Repeat after me from this moment on. I will depend exclusively in the one that never fails. I will depend on the God of Ephesians 3.20. The one who is able to do exceedingly. I said exceedingly. Abundantly. Above all, anything and everything I could ever imagine or ask for. If you believe that, give God the best praise you've given him thus far today. Suffer. I depend on God alone. I depend on God alone. But I want to break this down for you quickly in an expedited manner. If you're taking any notes, number one would be this. The light, lighting the fire of faith ends generational paralysis. It does. Lighting the fire of faith. Crowds of sick people. We're reading from John chapter 5, verse 3. Crowds of sick people, blind, lame, or paralyzed, lay on the porch waiting for a certain movement of the water. The condition is paralysis. And here's a revelation. Here's an epiphany. We have all suffered from paralysis. Not necessarily physical, but spiritual, emotional, financial, relational. Some of you here today, listening to this message or watching right now around the world, are just like this man. You have suffered from paralysis, the lack of mobility, action, or movement. Paralyzed integrity, paralyzed faith, paralyzed dreams, paralyzed destiny, paralyzed family members, paralyzed ministries, paralyzed finances. Paralyzed by what, Pastor Samuel? Paralyzed by sin. Failure, fear, the past, shame, religious condemnation, paralyzed by self-pity and a victimization mentality, paralyzed by poverty and erroneous thoughts and abuse and broken relationships, paralyzed by unforgiveness and unbelief. Some of us are paralyzed by others' opinions of us. Paralyzed by what others say about you. What I alluded to previously by the constant need to be affirmed and validated. Like, 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 like. How many likes? How many likes? How many likes? I am not, I've made, I have decided to follow Jesus. I've made a decision. I am not defined by the likes of many. I am defined by the love of one. I am not defined by the likes of many. I'm defined by the level of At a corporate macro level, and you know this, and I've seen this firsthand, there, there is a generation, I'll turn on the news, paralyzed by moral relativism and cultural decadence and spiritual apathy and violence and corruption and darkness and hatred and bigotry, intolerance, perversion and death. We are paralyzed to a great degree by political correctness. We are paralyzed, turn on the news today by political discord. Turn on the news, turn on Fox and MSNBC, CNN, ABC, NBC, CBS, Univision, and Telemundo. 
because you can't say Telemundo. I'm going, Telemundo. <laughs> and I kid you not, you will see this nation right now is paralyzed. It is paralyzed. It is paralyzed. What's the answer? Let me tell you what we don't need more of. We don't need more followers of the donkey or the elephant. What America needs is more followers of the lamb, Jesus. Let me get somebody really upset. What we need in America right now are not more Republicans or more Democrats. We need more born-again, blood-washed, devil-rebuking, demon-binding, water-walking, mountain-moving. No, no, no. We need more holy, healed, healthy, happy, humble people of God that'll stand up in the name of Jesus and speak and pursue righteousness and justice for the glory of his name. Paralyzed. What we need is a holy united church. And not just any church, but a united church. A divided church will never heal a broken nation. What we need is, what we need is faith that will ignite us to stand up, to boldly proclaim that Christ is Lord of all, that he reigns supreme. We, we find ourselves paralyzed. This man always missed his turn. I'm going to tell you what the Holy Spirit placed in my heart for you, and I'm going to lay it out just how he placed it. I say that with fear and trembling. When, when, faith, when faith is on fire, when we light that faith up in our lives, automatically, scripturally speaking, what happens is you become next. This the man missed his turn every single time. Imagine, he was waiting, 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 and boom, the waters would move. Someone else would get there ahead of him. Every time, he would probably tell himself, next time is my time. Next time came, hep, nope, someone else would get there. So let me ask, if you've ever missed your turn ever in your life, raise one hand. Wow. If you've missed your turn on a couple of occasions, raise both hands. If you've missed your turn so many times, you lost count, raise both hands and a foot. If you've missed your turn so many times that you can't even spell GPS, raise both hands and both feet. We have all missed our turn, just like this man. But lighting the fire of faith will always make you next. So I'm going to give you what God told me to give you. And if it's for you, it's for you. If it's not for you, you just make believe, fake it like in touch. You make it and make believe it's actually by the inside. Here it is. Here's, I'm going to give you what God gave me. Here it is. If you've been waiting for your turn, I'm talking about at the precipice. You've been at the cusp. By the way, I have a, there's, a, there's a word for pastors here, right? I'm going to give it to you as the Spirit of God gave me. It's fresh. It's for you. If you're a pastor here, raise your hand. If there are two things coming your way after this conference in this order, resources and harvest. I'm going to say that one more time. God, and that, that, I don't share that everywhere. Matter of fact, I'm sharing it with you right here live on, for the first time here. God just told me when I was seated there, tell them two things are coming your way. But by the time this conference is over, the, the atmosphere has shifted over them. It will be their turn. And there are two things coming your way in that order, by the way. You can't have the harvest without the resources. So you can't say harvest, re no, 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 no. It's the resources and the harvest. It's resources. So if that's for you, raise one hand. If it's really for you, look at your neighbor, tell them resources and harvest. Tell, the, tell your other neighbor, resources and harvest. By the time you get home, you will experience an overflow of resources and I'm 
I'm going to speak to every entrepreneur, every business person in this house right now. Resources and harvest are coming your way. So if you've missed your turn before, and I'm speaking to every single person who has missed their turn. Here it is, here it is. If you've been waiting for your turn, praying for your turn, fasting for your turn, if you've been through hell for your turn, if you fought off devils, demons, principalities, powers of darkness, people, and even yourself for your turn. God gave me a word for you. I'm going to give it to you the way God gave it to give it to me. Believe it or not, you are next. say that one more time. You are next. 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 You're not baby next. You are next. Tell your neighbor I'm next. Tell your other neighbor I'm next. Tell them I'm next. I'm next. I'm next. I'm next. I'm next. Praise like your neck, shout like your neck, dance like your neck, rejoice like your neck. I dare you to raise both hands and say, I'm next. And raise your right hand, repeat after me, I am next. By the way, if you want to get the script, Isaiah 46 13, memorize the scripture. I am ready to set things right, not in the distant future, but right now. Right, I am about to set things right in your life. Not in the future, but right now. Isaiah 46, 13. Raise your right hand. Repeat after me. I am next. I am next to see my entire family saved. You have no idea what you just said. Say it one more time. Say, I am next to see my entire family saved. Raise both, raise both hands. Say, I am next to reap an unprecedented harvest. Next to witness a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit. I am next for the breakthrough. I am next for the overflow. I am next for the healing. I am next for the resources. I am next for the harvest. I am next. Give God a shout if that's really yours. I said you're next. You are next. You are next. You are next. I don't care what hell you've been through. Get ready. You are next to see the fullness of God's promises fulfilled in your life. You are next. You're next. Why do you think you've been through what you've been through recently? It's all a distraction from the reality and the fact and the promise that you are next. No, you're not hearing me. You're really next. That's not prophetic. I heard. That is the word of the Lord for your life. You are next. Your family is next. Your children are next. Your church is next. Your city is next. You're next. You're next, you're next, you're next, you're next. You're next, you're next, you're next. You're next, you're next. Hashtag I'm next.
next. Ooh. Are we live on television right now? Are we broadcasting at all? Where's the camera? We are next. For somebody here, we are next. You thought it was never going to be your turn. You thought you were never going to see the fullness of everything God placed in your heart. But you are, by the way, we're next, we're next, we're next, we're next. We are next. And we are next. Raise your hands. Because we are next to see an awakening in our nation. Because we are next to see an awakening in our nation where millions will come to the knowledge of Christ as Lord and Savior. We are next to see a revival. We are next to see this thing turn around for the glory of God. We, we are next. We are next. We are next. We are next. We, I'm going to say it till the devil gets a migraine. We are next. We are next. We are next. We are next. Somebody shout, I am next. You to shout it like you believe it. Say, I am next. I am next. Lighting the fire of faith makes you next. And when Jesus saw him lighting the fire of faith, he equips you to change in front of your circumstances. Verse 6. Jesus asked a man, he shows up, would you like to get well? Would you like to get well? Would you like to get well? But the answer is one of the most strangest, awkward, and silliest responses ever recorded in, in biblical history. Because Jesus asked a man, would you like to get well? And his response is, I can't. Parenthetically, let's break down the exigent here. Jesus is asking him, do you want what I have for you? And he says, I can't. Just let me speak parenthetically out of his response. Yeah, I know you can't. If you could, you wouldn't be there. Obviously, you can't. You're here. I know you can't. You, you stop being a narcissist. It's not about you, it's about me. You can't, but I can. I, I'm not here to change because you want me to, you think, the, because there was already, a, by the way, there was already a construct in place and it wasn't diabolical, it was heavenly. There was already a system ordained by heaven where the angels would come down and start things up and the first person to walk in would actually receive a corresponding miracle. Wow. So it wasn't devils, demons, legions doing it. It was the angels of God who would serve the water. Jesus, now you would have the expectation that Jesus would come along and say this, aha, here it is. I'm Jesus and, and I'm going to make you next. So here's what I'm going to do. 
The angels work for me. I got it like that. So what I'm going to do just for you, I'm going to call the angels down and I'm going to tell them, stir up the water. And even if it isn't time, I'm going to tell them it's time and they're going to, because I can do that. I can do that. But he didn't do that. But he didn't do that. Jesus could have said this, aha, uh -huh. because I'm Jesus. The moment I go into the waters, I'm going to pick you up myself. Matter of fact, I don't even need the angels. I bypass the bureaucracy. I just, man, ask mom. I can do things with water. So I'm going to just go in the water and just, loop, and that will bubble up. I'm gonna, I myself will carry you. I, I could do this, but he didn't. There was already a system in place that he upgraded, did not use the system already in place. He did a new thing for him. You're going to get this in about a second. There comes a time that God favors you so much that he'll create a new road that hasn't been created yet. I'm done. I'm done. Behold, I do a new thing, says the Lord. I, I don't care what door's closed on you. I don't care what avenue's closed on you. I don't care what dried up that reflected. I'm here to tell you the God that we serve, he doesn't have to operate within the confines of the old way. He is the God that can do a new thing for you that will turn it around in your favor. Because God wants to work with you, in you, and through you, and change. He, God just doesn't want to change your circumstances. He wants to change you in front of your circumstances. Look at your neighbor, tell them, neighbor, God wants to change you in front of your circumstances. Tell your other neighbor, God is doing a new thing. And he's doing it for you. And for all the theologians in the house, by the way, that's the law and grace. Law was already in place. When he arrived, he went to the next level. And he gave us a brand new paradigm by which we are saved, the vicarious atoning work of Jesus. But then he looks at him and says this. All right. I'm going to tell you now. Here it is. This is crazy. He, I can't, says. He can't, I can't. So Jesus does what he has done on so many occasions in our respective lives. The man said, do you, Jesus said, do you want what I have for you? Do you want to get well? He says, I can't. And Jesus does what? He ignores him. I love that. I love the fact that there are silly things that have come out of our mouths. That God went like, I'm going to make believe I never heard that. I'm, I'm going to act like that did not come out of your mouth. I kid you not. God will go like. <laughs> and there are things that we even blame the devil for that the devil will probably sue us for defamation of character because there are things the devil says I have nothing to do with that either that's all him that's all him that came out of his mouth without any inspiration whatsoever I can't and Jesus looks at him and says the craziest words he tells him really stand up the man is paralyzed for 38 years it makes no sense. I said it makes no sense. I, one more time, I want you to tell your neighbor, neighbor, what God's about to do next in your life will make no sense. Tell him, no, tell him, it will make no sense. Tell him, your friends cannot explain it. 
Your family will not explain it. Your enemies will not explain it. But all of them will say only God could have done what they just finished doing. Every single one of them will acknowledge the fact that it was God. Well, okay, here's, lighting the fire of faith empowers you to do what you could not do before. One moment you could not walk, the next moment you are walking. So let me prophetically declare to you in the name of Jesus that you are about to do what you could not do before. Here's what we're going to do. One moment. Here it is. It, it's, I'm going to just give it to you the way the Spirit of God gave me, just like the other nugget. I'm going to give it to you real simple. The lack of mobility, action, growth. And by the way, we can lie to ourselves and we could tell ourselves that we're growing and that we're not paralyzed, but it's basically a treadmill mentality. We're not moving anywhere, but we think we're moving. And if there's no measurable growth, then we're not moving. If it's not measurable, then it's not happening. It's the metrics of the kingdom. So I come to you with a strong prophetic word. And I know it's going to sound weird and awkward to some. And if it's not for you, that's not for you. If it's for you and your family, you receive it. Today on this day, in the name of Jesus, at this conference, at this hour, at the International Faith Conference in the year 2017, right now, in the year of our Lord, 2017, September 13th, on this very day, on this very Wednesday, paralysis will end in your life once and for all in the name of Jesus. What does that mean? From this moment on, your family will never be paralyzed again. Your faith will not be paralyzed again. I'm going to prophesy. Your finances will never be paralyzed again. Your resources and your harvest will never be paralyzed again. Your dream and your destiny and your future will never be paralyzed again. If it's for you, give God a shout of praise. All right, here's what we're going to do. Raise both hands. Repeat after me. I believe today is the day paralysis comes to an end in my life. Let me explain. That means your season of being stuck. Your season of being stuck. Se termina hoy en el nombre de Jesús de Nazaret. Your season of being stuck, which means what Jesus looks at him and says, stand up. That means you and your family, you and your church, you and your ministry will see what you could not see before. You and your family will achieve what you could not achieve before. You and those that are in covenant with you will accomplish what you could not accomplish before. You are about to conquer what you could not conquer before. Now, now this is what we're going to do. We're going to do this quickly. George, is this is an illustration. I'm going to tell you to stand up. But I'm going to tell you what the Holy Ghost told me. The moment you stand up, every single vestige of paralysis will come to an end. There, there, are, there are pastors and leaders, businessmen, businesswomen. There are men and women here and watching that have been paralyzed. Their dreams and their destinies, their finances, their future, their hopes, their aspirations. Their God-given 1 Corinthians 2.9, Jeremiah 29.11, 1 Corinthians 7.17 7, assignment have been paralyzed. They're not living the fullness. They are definitely not John 10.10 10 people living an abundant life. They're just barely failing or surviving, but they're not thriving like we preached here a few years ago. And they're not there, and God wants them to be there. So there's an 
anointing right now to end paralysis. And it will, you have to receive it by faith, but it will end forevermore in the name of Jesus. You will never be paralyzed again. So when you stand up, we are believing that every single vestige of paralysis ends right here, right now. And every family connected to everyone here and watching, by the time you get home, whoever was spiritually or morally paralyzed in your family or in your home, you're about to get back home and you're about to see your children and your spouses at a level in the glory of God like you've never seen before. Are you ready, George? So, because Jesus looked at him and said, stand up. We're about to stand up. Synonyms would be rise, get up. We're in the name of Jesus. You're about to do what you could not do before. Stop for a second. Dr. Winston, there is nothing in the Greek as it pertains to the exeget of Scripture that speaks at all to the idea that Jesus physically assisted the man in getting up. It was the word of faith. Just the word. It was obedience to the word. So there was never, it was just a word. No, just a word. No, one word had the power to end paralysis. Y'all not getting that right now. One word has the power to shift the atmosphere over your city, over your nation, over your circumstance. One word. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, we're just one word away. Tell them we're one word away. We're one word away. So I am believing in the name of Jesus. When he stands up, every vestige of paralysis will end tonight and forevermore. Look at your neighbor. Tell him, neighbor, it's about to end right here and right now. Now this is for someone else. Spirit of God just spoke to me about someone. Let me tell you what's paralyzing your mind, your thoughts. You haven't been able to think clearly. The enemy has been playing mind games through oppressive realities as it pertains to your mind. And I'm not just talking about depression, anxiety, fear, or confusion. That you haven't been able to develop the ideas that God was giving you at one time. These God-given constructs, ideas, mysteries from heaven that come from heaven, that shift everything. After this service is over, your mind will never be paralyzed again. You're not hearing me right now. Matter of fact, I'm speaking right now to the spirit of discouragement and dismay and hopelessness to every single power that has been holding back. We are taking every thought captive right now in the name of Jesus. Ready, let's do this. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, this is the hour. I am next. I'm next. I'm going to count to three. I want you to stand up. I kid you not. Every single person connected here and those watching, paralysis ends right now by faith through Christ. One. I'm going to count to three. Two. Some of you have been paralyzed for a season. Some of you have been paralyzed for a year. Some of you have been paralyzed for five years, 10 years. Some of you have been paralyzed for 38 years. Some of you have been paralyzed. Some of you have been in church. You grew up in church. And because of religious constructs, you've been paralyzed. Because of the paradigms of man, paralysis ends right here forevermore. One, two, three, stand up.
paralyzed again. Your faith will never be paralyzed again. Your favor will never be paralyzed again. Your children and your children's children will never be paralyzed again. Stand up. Stand up, stand up, stand up. Stand up, stand up, stand up. If you believe it, give God a shout of praise. Raise your hands right here where you're at. Here it is. I sense the anointing of God. Here's a word. Where you failed before because your own strength was not enough. Where you failed before because others abandoned you or failed you. Where you failed before because just like this man, you depended more on others than you depended on God. Here's the word of God. The past areas of failure will now emerge as the great arenas of unprecedented success. I'm going to say that one more time. Wherever you failed before, you will succeed now like never. Is this for anybody in the house? Is this for anybody in the house? All right. Stop for a second. Don't, don't move. Don't move for wait, Don't move for a second. We're done. It didn't finish there. Lighting the fire of faith not only empowers you to do what you could not do before, but it, it requires you to pick up your mat. Jesus looks at him and says, you stood up? Oh, isn't that beautiful, sunshine? Then he tells him, pick up your mat in this order. This is, this is so... Why did he tell him to pick up his mat? Because if he would have left the mat there, there would be an expectation that he would go back to that place. You're not getting that right now. If you leave it behind, you're telling somebody one day you may go back to that life, to that place, to that thing. I need you to look at your neighbor and tell them, I don't live there anymore. 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 Let me give it to you. As it pertains to your past, it is time to tell the world, it is time to tell every devil, demon, legion, principality, and power of darkness, and even yourself, that you don't live there anymore. Raise your right hand, repeat after me. I don't live in failure anymore. You all got to say it like you believe it. I don't live in failure anymore. I don't live in sin anymore. I don't live in condemnation anymore. I don't live in shame anymore. I don't live in defeat anymore. I don't live in hopelessness anymore. I don't live there anymore. Somebody give God a shout like you don't live there anymore. One more time. And it's not beating a dead horse. There's a reason for this. Raise both hands and say, the blood of Jesus says. The blood of Jesus says, 
don't live there anymore. The Word of God says, I don't live there anymore. The Spirit of God says, I don't live there anymore. I am a new creation. And in Him we live. In Him we move. In Him we have our being. Does anybody have the audacity to dance like you don't live there anymore and to rejoice like you don't live there anymore and to celebrate like you don't live there anymore, to act like you don't live there anymore, to follow like you don't live there anymore? I don't live there anymore. I don't live there. Pick up your mat. 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 So, all right, stand with you are standing. Uh, I was going to say stand, stand with me. We, we're done. We walk by faith and not by sight, 2 Corinthians 5, 7. You walk in the spirit, not in the flesh, Galatians 5, 16. You walk, you walk, you So, living, you light the fire of faith. And not only does God empower you to do what you've got to do before, and to pick up your mat, to bring things to closure, to declare to the world and to yourself that you don't live there anymore. But it, it enables you to walk, to walk by faith. Because he said, get up, stand up, pick up your mat and... Y'all didn't get that part. Now, 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 now. Now, you're about to start walking. I need you to look up here, give me your undivided attention. I'm, 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 you're, you're, we've all preached about suddenlies. The suddenly of Acts chapter 2 is the quintessential. There are a number of other suddenlies. But to really theologically correct the lens a bit, not that there was any malice in the way we've preached it before, but the idea that there's a suddenly coming your way, to be honest with you, let me show you what it really looks like. It's cute in the nomenclatures and descriptors and the verbiage that we engage for the purpose of engaging people, but in reality, theologically speaking, I want to talk to you about walking after you pick up your mat and you stand up and paralysis is over because when you walk, it's not, when you walk and let me explain to you what I mean. The mall has doors. The doors at the mall do not have doorknobs. When you approach a certain place before the door and the sensor realizes that you got there, then there's a suddenly so it isn't that a suddenly is coming your way, it's that finally you walk by faith into your suddenly. Do you follow that? You walk by faith into your suddenly. The suddenly doesn't have to come to you, you have to come to it. And it is a suddenly, it's a sensor. When I, when I drop off my wife at the mall, I park the car. And when I'm parking the car, the door is not open. And I'm walking in the parking lot. The door up there is yet not open. I, I continue to walk. The door is closed. But I have an expectation. I said I have an expectation. Matter of fact, I don't even think twice about it. I haven't, I never take out my hand because there are doors. No, no, and the bacteria and the door, and God forbid, I have an expectation that by the time I get to that door, that door, I'm going to tell you what God told me to tell you. Today, if you pick up your mat and start walking, there are doors that are about to open in your favor like you have never. 
Neighbor, start walking. 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 Raise your hands. You are about to walk up. You're about to walk up to the door. No, y'all not hearing me. Not just the door that you've been fighting for, that you've been praying for, fasting for. The door that you had to shake off hell for. Y'all know what I'm talking about, that door. The word of the Lord for you right now is start walking. Please, one more time, tell your neighbor, just start walking. Go ahead, right there where you're at, move your feet, say start walking. Tell them, don't turn back now. Don't give up now. Ignore the distractions. Turn off the distractions. Everything the devil is doing is trying to distract you. Turn it off. Tell your neighbor, start walking. Start walking. Start walking. Start walking. keep walking I don't care how many people betrayed you keep walking when you get to that door you're about to smile like you've never smiled before and rejoice like you've never rejoiced before so walk just walk 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 off to the pastor here. Look up here for a second. So he, 
I sense such an anointing. And lighting the fire of faith releases favor even on the Sabbath. Instantly the man was healed. He rolled up his sleeping mat and began walking. But this miracle happened. I said, stop for a second. But this miracle, don't you anybody, don't anybody move right now. Watch this, watch this, watch this. Don't move, don't move, don't move. It says, but this miracle happened. I said, but this miracle happened. But is a conjun conjunction, junction. What's your function? Y'all don't remember, y'all remember that? Yeah. Little Bill became a law. Schoolhouse rock. Stop for a second. It happened when it wasn't supposed to happen. It that's why it says, but it happened on the Sabbath. He starts walking, the religious establishment see him instead of saying, dude, I'm from California, dude, you walk. Instead of that, they go like, dude, you can't carry that on this day. Because religious people always get upset when God uses people they deem unqualified. It happened when it wasn't supposed to. And he, what are you, you can't carry that on this day. All right, I'm, I, I'm done. Are there any questions? <laughs> Don't, the, Isaiah 60, 22 says, when the time is right, I, the Lord, will make it happen. I'm telling you what God told me to tell you. God's going to make it happen when it's not supposed to happen. When you light, when you light the fire of faith, and you dare to believe that paralysis is over forever, and you have the audacious faith to stand up just out of a word, to stand up, to obey the word, to execute the word, to do the word. When you stand up, when you pick up your mat, when you say, I don't live there anymore, when you bring things to closure, when you don't walk, act, talk, think, live like you are back there. But it all changes. That's why you have to pick up your mat. And when you have the audacity to start walking, even when the door in front of you is closed, knowing very well that when it reads your presence, it has no other choice but to open up in your favor. Then, then, then it happens on the Sabbath. The, this is the word that God gave me for you. It's going to happen in your Sabbath. What does that mean? I'm, I'm gonna just, and I'll let you go. I'll let you go. God will do it when people say he's not supposed to do it. God will do it when hell says he's not supposed to do it. God will do it when your own flesh says he's not supposed to do it. God will do it when your circumstances say he's not supposed to do it. God will do it when your past says he's not supposed to do it. He'll do it on the Sabbath. He'll do it in the midst of a storm. He'll do it in the fiery furnace. And he's so powerful like he did with Lazarus. He'll do it even after it's been declared dead. God has the power to do it. And he is not limited by the Sabbath. Let me read this for you. What, and I, I wrote it for you. What God is going to do next in your life will anger hell, upset the Pharisees, and give you a testimony that will change your life forevermore. I'm going to write that down. It will anger hell, upset the Pharisees, and give you a testimony that will change your life forevermore. All right, just stop. I'm, it, 
I just got to share with you real quick, and I'm done. I'm really done. Give it to Pastor Winston. We raise the offering. Gonna book up. Look here. Look up. This is this past January. I'm, I'm like I don't do politics. I don't. I'm a lambs guy. I was by the grace of God, I was able to, to pray and, and be connected to and serve the Bush administration, as many of you know. I served President Obama faithfully for eight years, even when I disagreed with about 92% of his policies, but I served him and I respected the man. And I and not only respect him, this is gonna sound weird for some. I absolutely loved the man. And I was with the man. As a matter of fact, right in the inauguration, we hugged each other. So I it's respecting people. Love. You don't have to hate even when you disagree on certain issues. He is love and, and speak truth. And you don't sacrifice truth. So President Bush, likewise, and President Obama. So I got a call this past December. First week of December, I got a call. My wife was with me. We were coming back from San Francisco, eating at a great Puerto Rican restaurant. I got to give you the name. It's a great restaurant. Sorry, it's just real good stuff. So we were, we were coming out. My wife was with me. I got a call. Uh, Pastor Rodriguez, yes. It was one of those unknown block things. That I usually ignore those, but I picked it up for whatever reason. It was a, Remember Rodriguez, we're calling you from the Senate Inaugural Committee, and the, the president-elect would like you to participate in a swearing-in ceremony. I went, what? <laughs> yes, the president-elect would like you to participate in a swearing-in ceremony. I go, what do you mean participate? He would like you to participate in the swearing-in ceremony. And I went, what does that mean? And the guys must be thinking I'm slow. He wants you to participate. <laughs> you know, I got that. What I'm trying, what I mean is like, in what role, what capacity? He wants you to pray or read scripture, quote, whatever you want to do. So you know like when you're with your wife in your car and there's a call, and I'm just keeping it real. It was, I just looked at her and I went, is this real? And he went, he said, so I want you, and so I went, look, let me, let me consider it. I am honored. Can you please tell the president-elect that I am, I am honored? And the Senate inaugural, the inaugural committee, I am honored and blessed and humbled. Wow. And let me, let me, let me speak to my executive committee and pray about it. My executive committee is my wife and my three kids. But I had to sound more important, right? So I had to. My wife looked at me, I hung up, she looked at me, kid you not. And she's Latina, which means she's double fire. <laughs> looked at me and said, don't you dare. I went, dare do it? She goes, dare not do it. Amen. I go, what do you mean? I go, look, and I was honest. I said, we, honey, we pastor a beautiful church. It's multi-ethnic, probably 40% of the people, 40, 50% voted for the other person. We don't do politics in our church. I will be unemployed. The fact of the matter is that I said, look, but, but we never sacrifice truth. We speak the truth of biblical values. And I went, honey, I just don't want, people are going to start hating. And all. She went like, when you were 14 years old in a Pentecostal church, uh, that person came in there and called you out by name and said, you will one day pray over presidents. And she says, I know firsthand because I was right there in the church when it happened. Your mom was there. Your sister was there. Our old pastor was there. Our church was there. They all, when he prophesied to you and gave you a clear about presidents, he would put you in the highest corridors of power. It was a word of, a word just released to you. And you, I was there when it happened. So you, the word is here. So stand up, boy. Pick up your mat. Start walking. I'll finish. Three weeks later, I get a call right before Christmas. And I get a call, Rodriguez, have you made up your mind? I went, I have one question. Will you tell me what to say or do? Because I participated in other ceremonies. I'm not going to get it. I, I understand why. It's, I'm not judging them. They give you what to say precisely. 
and you basically say, they want to make sure nothing cuckoo comes out of the mic. So they, 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 they give you the script. And I went, are you going to tell me what to say or do? I mean, are you going to, and, and quote, Reverend, listen carefully. We want you to share whatever the spirit tells you to share. It's January, it's inauguration day. Didn't have to do anything else than show up and just got prayed up. I had people praying and fasting. I had my friends call, call up. I go with her. I'm about to go up there. And I have all the presidents here. President Obama, First Lady Michelle, President Bush, President Bill and, and Hillary. They were all there. Everybody was there. The president elected his wife were over there. Everybody was there. And I'm, the Supreme Court was here. I'm here. And boom, I, I'm right at this moment right here. I'm about to go up. I'm about to go up on the microphone. And this is... No, really? No, really, I'm not a Democrat or Republican. Give me my mic back. <laughs> well, well, okay. Haters gonna hate. All right, listen carefully. <laughs> I'm about to go up. When I'm about to go up, this is what happens. I'm looking around. I get an inbox message that I've never gotten before, because, and it says, get off the stage immediately. Something tragic is about to happen. You can't do this. Kid you not. So I look at that, and immediately the Holy Spirit told me, it's a distraction, ignore it. The enemy wants you to run away from destiny. God told me you were born for this hour. I anointed you for this hour. I prepared you for this hour. I called you for this hour. So I did what every good anointed child of God with the technical acumen for Facebook, I blocked her in the name of Jesus. Block, ban, delete. And I went up, they said, Pastor, and I went up after Cardinal, the Cardinal with Dolan, I went up, took the microphone, 1.1 billion people, and I prayed. Matthew 5, read it, and then just prayerfully read it as a prophetic decree over a nation, 1.1 billion people around the world. And how did I wrap up? It, and I wrapped up, I said respectfully, why? It wasn't because I wanted to cause controversy. I'm a no drama guy. I want, I, want, I want to love people. It wasn't that, it's because, so I wrapped up and I said this, for the first time in many years in America, I said, a first Latino evangelical, first Latino spirit empowered, first Latino Holy Ghost, first tongue speaker in American history to ever participate in the, you know, because Paula came after me. So she, she technically, I was the first tongue speaker. So, so first tongue speaker, all of that, first in my tribe, first in my denomination, first in, and, and I know that's all God, all God. So I'm going, God, this is all you. I got here because of you. Let me do this. And he says, finish it the way I want you to finish it. Say my name. He said, say my name. He said, say my name. So I wrapped up and I looked at the cameras and you all, some of y'all saw it. And I said, respectfully, in the name of Jesus Christ. Somebody asked, Pastor Sam, why, why, why couldn't you be more politically correct and say in the name of God or love or just in the name of heaven? Why? Saints, I'm a faith person. No, you don't get that. I believe that when I say the name of Jesus, every devil, every demon, every legion, 
every principality, every power of darkness has to flee by the power of that name. It is the name above every other name. No other name but the name of Jesus. All right. Come out here, George. We're done. But, Pastor Sam, what does that have to do? But it happened when it wasn't supposed to happen. What does that have to do with the price of chicken? And the, I got everything else in the message. It all made sense till that. Really? My name is Rodriguez. I am Latino. I was the first Latino. When it wasn't supposedly, according to the media, the quote was, this man prayed when it wasn't supposed to happen. <laughs> surprise, 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 surprise. Because God will make it happen when it's not supposed to happen. Who gave you the right to carry that, they asked him. You know what he said? He, he, they asked him that question, read it. Who gives you the right? He says, the one who healed me gives me the right to carry what I carry. No one has the right to question why you carry, what, why you preach the way you preach, why you shout the way you shout, why you praise the way you praise, why you believe. The only one that has the right to tell you what you can or cannot carry is the one that saved you, the one that delivered you, the one that healed you, the one that turned you around and set your feet on solid ground. Only Jesus has the right to tell you what you can or cannot carry. Now, for real, I'm not kidding. Raise both hands. If this word has been for you, I just want to do something real quick. I'm going to pray for you, and then I'm going to, if this word has been for you, if it has been 184% for you, you say, Pastor Sam, this is all me. If paralysis ended today forever. If you are about to do what you could not do before, if you have picked up your mat and you're telling everyone and everything you don't live there anymore, if you are walking towards the greatest open door of your life thus far, other than your saving grace through Christ, if you, if you, if you, if you understand that God will make it happen when it's not supposed to happen, if you understand that the religious and the other folks, the worldly folk will not understand what God is doing. And by the way, if their praise did not make you, their criticism cannot break you. Hate is going to hate. If you care more about the love of one than the likes of many, and you're willing to carry what God has placed on you and see your dream fulfilled, and if you're willing to stop depending on others, and depend on God and on the gift of God inside of you, the ideals of God, the enterprise of God, the thoughts of God, the abilities, the anointing of God. If that's you, when I count the three, come out of your seat, just show God I'm stepping into the fullness of this word. And that door's about to open up like there before. One, two, three, if it's you, do it now. Only if it's you. Just show God. Occupy a different space. Come out of where you are. You, you basically want to say you don't, you're coming out of where you were. 
Oh, it's going to happen when it's not supposed to happen. It's going to happen when it's not supposed to happen. Raise your right hand. Resources and harvest. Your mind will no longer be paralyzed. Your anointing, your ministry, your calling. Your days of being stuck come to an end right here, right now. Stagnation is over. Walk. It's going to open. It looks closed now. But wait till it reads what you carry. Wait till it reads your first John 4, 4. Greater is he that is in you. Wait till it reads your first Corinthians 3, 16. The fact that you are temple of the Holy Spirit. Wait, wait. It's going to go like this. And it's going to happen when others say, it's not supposed to happen. Father, I release this word upon every single person here, every person watching right now, every single person in this audience, those that will subsequently see this impartation, experience it. We release this word right now in its fullness by the authority of your word. Right now, in the holy, sovereign, mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. Everybody look up here for a second. All I want you to do is this. When I say one, I want you to do this like you're standing up. When I say two, I want you to go like this like you're picking up your mat. And when I say three, take one step like you're already starting to walk. Because doors are going to open like never before. So are you, are you ready? Are you ready? Let's just, so one more time. When I say one, you're going to get up. That means you stood up. When I say two, you're going to pick up your mat. When I say three, you're going to start walking. Ready? One. Two, three. Now give God the best praise you've given him this year thus far. Somebody shout like the devil's been defeated. Somebody praise like nothing can stand in your way. Rejoice like no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Celebrate like the latter glory will be greater than the former glory. Greater things, greater things. Yeah, 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 yes. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. All right, all right, all right. You got the word? You got the word? Everybody got it? All right, go back to your seat for a second. We're going to seal the deal right now. We're going to seal the deal right now. Don't anyone dare leave without, this is a seal. This is a signature on the contract. Ooh. If, if this word was for you, raise one hand. Now, but don't do it like to cater to me. That doesn't really work. Like for real, if it was like really, really for you, like raise one hand. If it had your name written all over it, raise both hands. If it was all you. 
don't want you to find an offering because it's not lost or missing. I want you to demonstrate with your giving right now this commitment of depending exclusively on God, on repudiating every single vestige of paralysis, of doing away with the culture of dependency, intrinsically, extrinsically. I want you to show God, not only do I believe this word, I'm walking towards that door. And here it is. This today is a clear, unequivocal, unbridled demonstration that I believe what you just told me. So I don't want you to find a seed. I want you to lift up the very instrument and conduit by which you will demonstrate to God the fact, not the hypothesis, not the idea, but the fact that you believe him 100% for everything he told you today. So if your giving is reflective of 50% of belief, it's totally up to you. But the onus is on you to demonstrate right now, God, I believe you. I'm going to do one more time. There's nothing in scripture that says that Jesus lifted that man up. A paralyzed man for 38 years, a word ignited everything. One word. One word. Boom. Right now, go ahead. Find, right now, look, get it. And if you don't have it, get it from your neighbor. Get it right now. This, is, this can't even be, yes, in my, in my humble opinion, it has to exceed what we have seen thus far in this conference. Dr. Winston and I did not deliberate two hours in the back room about the offering. He didn't tell me what to say. Pastor Sam, I want you to use your message to script. Nope. Uh-uh. We just loved on each other. And, and there it is. And I have this. This is not even an assignment of man. It is an assignment from God for the purpose of activating the fullness of this word in your life. Once you have it, lift it up. There are different means. If you could put right now on the screen the different means of giving online giving direct giving checks cards the website apps text I'm giving today into this house because of the collective anointing right now in this place. I'm believing this word for me. You gotta preach to yourself before you preach to others. Once you have it, if you have it on your phone through text or through your app or you have it physically, lift it up, please. Lift it, lift it, lift it. Raise it. Raise it. Great to see you, handsome. How are you? I'm a blessed man. It's my Sacramento brother. Raise it. Raise it, raise it, raise it, raise it, raise it. In Jesus' name. I don't live there anymore. So I don't want you to give like you live in your past. I don't want you to live like you're still, to give like you're still paralyzed. I want you to give today like you're walking right towards the greatest door thus far in our horizontal existence 
in our John 10.10 journey, fulfilling 1 Corinthians 2.9. Your eye has yet to see, your ear has yet to hear, your mind has yet to imagine. Wonderful things God has in store for you because you love him. Right there, you're walking towards it. You have it? Y'all mind if I bless this offering in Spanish? Y'all don't mind? Padre, en el nombre de Jesús, yo declaro y decreto tu bendición sobre cada persona que está aquí. Obvio que tú bendices el dador alegre, pero hoy en esta palabra tú estás activando en plenitud el cumplimiento de tu promesa. Hoy se termina para siempre toda parálisis en cada familia, ministerio, lugar, ciudad, mente, capacidad, desarrollo, finanza, negocio, se termina hoy. Y hoy tu gloria es manifiesta sobre cada persona. Estamos caminando rumbo hacia las puertas más grandes abiertas de vuestras existencias. Lo declaramos en el nombre soberano de Jesucristo. Amén y amén. Amén. Ushers, please. Ushers, please. I want to remind you to pick up a copy of our books, When Faith Catches Fire and Be Light. I, I think I may go in the back and actually sign for a few minutes. So the first ones to get copies, I'll be there and sign a copy of the book. Make sure you find us on television, different networks. I think we're on four or five different television networks. Monday through Sunday, find the day of the week. PastorSam.com. Follow us on social media today. Pastor Samuel Rodriguez, Instagram. Reverend Samuel Rodriguez, Facebook, Twitter, NHCLC. We love you and we bless you, Dr. Winston. My commitment to you, sir, is now and even five days after the rapture. My point is that it's in perpetuity. Thank you. You inspire me. You are a mentor and a spiritual father indeed. And I not only honor and respect you, but I love you. I really do. Your entire family. Thank you so much. Hey, love you, bless you. And if I don't see you soon, I'll see you in the biggest dance party of all. God bless you and God keep you. Let's go change the world. Stand up. Pick up your mat and walk. The words of Jesus, John chapter 5, to the man who was paralyzed. Your days of paralysis are officially over. If you've been blessed by this program, if you've heard from heaven, if God has spoken to you, to your family, to your dream and your destiny, now I'm going to encourage you right now to generously sow a seed into this ministry. This ministry for the glory of God, not rhetorically, for the glory of God, we are seeing the world change. We are literally reaching millions around the world through God's transformative word, through His power, through His Spirit. We're committed to the centrality of Christ, to the Word of Almighty God, and through a free flow of His Spirit. I want you to help me change the world. I don't want to talk about changing the world. I want to really change the world. But it requires your help, your financial investment, your generous love offering, the information's on the screen. Follow me on PastorSam.com, on Facebook, Reverend Samuel Rodriguez, Twitter and Instagram, Pastor Samuel Rodriguez. I want you to follow me right now. But I want you to visit our website, and I want you to give right now. So with generous seed, I assure you, your life will be blessed because you and I will be the greatest blessing as we touch the world. We are not talking about changing the world. You and I, we're changing the world in Jesus' name. God bless you. God keep you. If this message is ministered to you, please consider sowing to this outreach ministry. Make your check payable to New Season, P.O. Box 246090, Sacramento, California 95824. Additionally, 
you may make a secure donation by visiting our website's Give page at newseasonedworship.org. If you are in the Sacramento area, we invite you to join us at New Season Christian Worship Center. Sunday worship services are held at 9 a.m. and 12 p.m. We look forward to seeing you there. Thank you for watching. Join us next time on New Season with Pastor Sam Rodriguez.